Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey everyone, I'm Steve Alexander. I'm here with Raphael Johnson. It is Thursday, and as usual, we're gonna talk about a busy Wednesday night. Today's theme is gonna be the replacements because there were tons of injuries over the last few days. I really feel like the, the injury bug is kicking in in the NBA right now, which is kind of a buzzkill. But Raf, before we dive into the NBA, you're a college basketball guy for the edge. My Georgia Bulldogs play Alabama this Saturday four o'clock uh what's gonna happen i think georgia's gonna win the game but i think it's gonna be a close one alabama's defense hasn't been up to the standard that we've gotten used to seeing you know with nick saban in charge in recent years so georgia's gonna put up points but alabama will as well i just think this time around it feels like it's georgia's year to kind of get over the hump in terms of winning a national title well i tell you what atlanta sports history is not very good um <laughs> we've had some issues in, uh, over the past 50 years but if the braves and the bulldogs pull this off in the same year this place is going to go nuts i'm not going to make any predictions i'm not going to make any statements i'm just going to sit here and keep my mouth shut wait right. and see what happens <laughs> all right let's move on to the nba damian lillard portland trailblazers is going to be out for 10 days he's got an ab strain it's been bothering him, Roth, for what, six months, maybe, I, I don't know, forever. Um, he's going to miss at least 10 days. Norman Powell right now is dealing with a quad injury. Anthony Simons is only rostered in 36% of Yahoo leagues right now. Now, that's that's way up from where it was three days ago. Yeah. But with Dame gone for 10 days and Powell still dealing with the quad, you know, Simons isn't the greatest steals, blocks, and assist guy. But with Lillard out of the way, he could become just that. Yeah, I think I kind of feel like Simons is a litmus test for just how competitive your fantasy league is. <laughs> like if he's rostered, you're probably in in a league that's going to be highly competitive where, where managers don't really lose focus if they start to lose a couple weeks. So I think that's what we're, think, what we're looking at here with Simons. He should already be rostered. And 36% is, is a surprise. Um, given what Chauncey Billups said about him during the preseason in terms of wanting to get him more opportunities on the ball, even with the second unit, to now with Damian Lillard out at least 10 days. He's a guy that even with the risk of not getting too much in the way of steals and blocks, he has to be on your roster. And you'll just try to have to, you'll just have to hope that other guys in your roster help make up that difference. Well, yeah. And the thing that is blows me away about Simons is Portland was one of like eight teams to have four games yeah. In the current week we're in. So he should have been, he should have already been gone. So <laughs> if Simons is still sitting out there in your league, I think, I think it's time, time to go get him. Let's move on to Miami. The Heat got a blow yesterday, lost Bam out of bio for probably, probably eight weeks. I mean, he's having yeah. surgery on his thumb. It's, it could be shorter than that, but it's, it's going to be a minute. Uh, Dwayne Dedman is the next guy up. 22% rostered. He kicked things off on Wednesday night with 11 points, 13 boards, three assists, a steal of two blocks, and a three-pointer. Now, Deadman's got a knee issue of his own. I don't know how 
many minutes or how long he can do this. But man, if if he's still available in your league, I think he's the next guy you got to think about grabbing. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, you mentioned the knee the knee concerns, but the thing with Miami is, who else are they going to play? Um, you know, without a bio out. Udonis Haslam, as great as he is in the locker room, that he's not at the point in his career where he can take on extended minutes. Omer Yurt 7 really isn't ready either. So it's pretty much Deadman for as long as he can stay out there and stay healthy. You know, maybe you get a, a boost from, say, a P.J. Tucker in terms of rebounds, but I don't think he's a guy that you're going to rush out and go get. So, yeah, if Deadman's still out there on your waiver wire, he's definitely a player that, that you need to pick up. Well, and the Heat, the heat are going to be interesting without – Bam. And we're going to find out just how valuable he was to that team. And not only are they without Bam right now, but Jimmy, Jimmy yep. Butler's got a tailbone issue and they got blown out of the gym by what Cleveland on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be a rough go for Miami without Bam. And even when Jimmy's back, I think Bam is such a unique center and, and does so much for that team that they're going to be like, we're in trouble. Yeah. So our guy, rookie Alperin Sengun, even with Christian Wood in a walking boot and scoring three points and hardly playing last night, when he Christian Wood injured the same ankle twice mm-hmm. uh, last night. The first time he left, went to the locker room, came back and played. Then he left again, did not come back. Kind of nervous about that because Wood was just starting to peak yeah. and fall out. But despite all that, Shingun played 13 minutes on Wednesday night, had five points, two boards, four assists, a steal, two blocks. He's 37% rostered, which is pretty high. Now, the problem with Wood being gone is Daniel Tice, for some reason, played 21 minutes last night. He had 1.9 boards and a block. The Rockets seem to love Daniel Tice. They seem to not love playing Shangun, who I think most of the fantasy world and people who listen to this this podcast are like, this is the biggest crime of the season, right, Ralph? <laughs> I don't know if I'd say it's the biggest crime, but it's definitely up there. I think Shangun's a player where if you have him, you hold on to him. But I think if you don't, I would exercise some caution in terms of rushing out to get him. Because on the surface, he should be in line for an increase in minutes, especially if Wood asked him his time. But like you noted, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Daniel Tice playing 21 minutes was an eye-opener last night. Also, they can go small. You know, they may have to do that because you've also got the Kevin Porter Jr. situation to deal with. But we'll see what happens there. But Shangun, I think he's kind of caught in limbo from a fantasy standpoint right now. Yeah. And, you know, I was saying it. My thing with Shangun is I was never high on him coming into drafts. I didn't draft him anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm high on his game. I just don't know with Christian Wood there if he's going to play. But now. I think we're getting to the point where, you know, Silas is going to start hearing, where is Shangun? Why are you not playing this kid? We're, we're terrible. We have a terrible team. Yeah. But ha- has Houston won three in a row? Did I dream that? Those they have won. Three. They've won four in a row, actually. Four. Four yeah. in a row. Uh, maybe I should do more research and, and prep work when I'm getting this thing together at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and going back to your point, oh, what I was going to say is I could really see Shangun blowing up you know, like after Christmas or in the new year, like at some point they're going to turn him loose. I just don't know how long we can wait for it to happen, but there was ever a time to stash him and wait and see how this turns out. It's right now with Christian Wood down. So as far as crimes and misdemeanors in the NBA fantasy wise, you're right. Uh, Shangun's probably not at the top of the list because my man, Chris 
Boucher uh, <laughs> in Toronto has been completely buried. So, yeah, that's probably a worse crime. Thank you, Nick Nurse. Stay in Houston. Kevin Porter Jr. went down last night. He's had a thigh bruise in the past that caused him to miss three games. Went to the locker room last night, came back and played, went to the locker room again, did not come back, was shut down. Armani Brooks, not to be confused with Aaron Brooks. Every time I see A. Brooks mm -hmm. uh, in the box score, I'm like, I didn't think Aaron Brooks was still, <laughs> was yeah. still playing basketball. But it's Armani Brooks. Uh, he hit seven of ten shots, had four triples, 18 points, four boards, two steals, and two blocks in 30 minutes. This kid is 2% roster drop. Kevin Porter Jr. was not playing well before his injury. He actually was just starting to come out of his shell and come on uh, as he recovered from that thigh injury, and now he's aggravated it again. I don't know. He may miss zero games. He may miss five games. I'm not sure, but I think – Armani Brooks being 2% rostered is is wrong. I think his, his number should increase, but I don't think it's a travesty that he's only 2% rostered because you think about it, this guy is averaging 0.6 deals, 0.1 blocks per game on this season. So last night's performance on that end of the floor was out of the ordinary for him. You're looking at someone who's primarily a points and three-pointers option. You know, if Porter has to miss time with Jalen Green also out, there will be an increase in minutes, but I think I don't see him being a guy that, to grab as opposed to, say, if Jay Sean Tate is available in your league. Like, he's 67% rostered. I think he's the one who's going to receive the biggest boost in terms of fantasy value if those guys continue to miss time, especially based upon what we saw last night, him basically serving as a point forward in the second half, and he had the game of his life, so... I'm not as sold on Brooks as I am Tate, but if you if you're in a deep league and want to go ahead go ahead and reach for him, no issue with that. Well, I also think it's important to look at at Armani Brooks's numbers, and you bring up a good point with Jason Tate because he balled out last mm -hmm. night. He looked he looked like that's must have fantasy material right there. Like he he needs to be rostered everywhere. But if you look at Brooks, his last five games, he played 30 minutes on Wednesday with that huge awesome line he played 25 minutes on monday he only scored three points but he did have a steal he played 20 minutes the game before that 15 points and a steal five triples he played 17 minutes before that had 11 points and three threes and then on monday november 22nd he played 25 minutes had five triples 17 points two steals and a block before those five games, his minutes were 3, 6, 9, 7, 16, 4, 5, 9, 1, 15, 6, 8. <laughs> so he was not getting any burn at all, Yeah, really, until right before Thanksgiving, November 22nd. So we, we've only got a five-game sample size. But, man, those five games, his last five games are pretty awesome. I think my prediction is he's going to be rostered in 35 or 40% of Yahoo leagues before – Weeks kick off on Monday. That's my prediction. Maybe, maybe even more. Depends on what KPJ's diagnosis is. If mm -hmm. KPJ's not going to miss time, then this is all. Yeah. This is all probably for not. But even when KPJ was playing better, which was over the last five games, Brooks was kind of coming on. So if nothing else, you got to keep an eye on. But if, mm -hmm. if they say KPJ's out, I'm I'm in on Armani. <laughs> Another tailbone injury. Last night was tailbone city. Man, Carl Anthony Towns went down. He held onto the rim 
after a dunk and, and landed square on the small of his back. You could hear it like you could hear my body hit the, hit the deck uh, on Thanksgiving night when I slipped playing ping pong. It was oh, wow. reminding me of a, a similar sound. <laughs> the great news here is I, I was concerned because Twitter was like kind of prayers up for Cat. Like when, when Twitter starts to get worried about a guy, a lot of times that turns out to mean that he's actually hurt. So yeah. it was great to see Woj tweet later that um, x-rays were negative. So Cat should be okay. But as hard as he hit and as big as he is, he, he could miss time with it, mm-hmm. even if nothing's broken. So I could see him taking three games off, maybe, something like that. Nas Reed played 18 minutes last night, had 13 points, three boards. He's 6% rostered. Roth, are you going to run out and pick up Nas Reed until we find out more about Cat's injury, or are you just going to chill? Oh, man. I think I'd run out and grab him, as because as opposed to Armani Brooks we spoke about earlier, Reed has been in the rotation all season long. So, you know, we kind of have a better sample size for him in terms of what he could potentially give you. So I think he's the one I would rush out to get, even if we don't, even with we not knowing what's going on with Cat right now. So... I don't think he'll miss too much time, but if he does, yeah, Nas Reed is definitely an ad even before we find out. Yeah, okay. And I kind of agree with you there because, like you said, Nas Reed has been in the rotation all season, and now Cat, you know, even if he plays, he might be a little gimpy, maybe maybe fewer minutes. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully he's okay. Uh, the other tailbone last night was Rashawn Holmes jumped up with a guy who was standing upright and then mm. that guy ducked and Rashawn just kind of went Jeez. right over him and landed flat on his back. And he laid there and rolled around for a minute, but he got up and, and played through it. So I think Rashawn Holmes is, is okay. But uh, between Jimmy Butler and Rashawn Holmes and cat, we've got a lot of tailbone going yeah. on. TJ McConnell left the Pacers game on Wednesday with a wrist injury. Chris Duarte had a breakaway layup <laughs> To give the Pacers the lead against the Hawks, uh, Kevin Herter kind of got his hand tangled up in Duarte's jersey, and it, it kind of s- stopped him a little short of the rim. I still think Duarte should have made the shot. Mm. All could have been called. That's the second time I think Duarte's been robbed of a, a game-winning shot in the last couple of weeks. Regardless of, of all of that, he played 35 minutes, started, hit 5 of 13 shots, hit a, had a three-pointer, 11 points, two boards, two assists, and a steal. 35% rostered on Duarte. If McConnell's out, Duarte's minutes are going to be 35 every night. If McConnell's okay, Duarte's still going to probably get 30 minutes, 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? Yeah, I think it's more about the role here because you remember they were also without Justin Holiday, which ended up, which opened up that spot in the starting lineup. So. No McConnell would, in, in theory, mean more time on the ball for him. I think Malcolm Brogdon, who's obviously already rostered in all leagues, he could be in line for a boost, too, with McConnell out. But, yeah, Duarte, he was a guy that I really liked to start the season. Then when we saw Brogdon and Levert come back, his fantasy stock took a hit. It kind of tumbled a bit. But maybe he's going to rebound here. And even if McConnell doesn't miss time, I think he's a guy that may want to keep an eye out on at the very least right now. I agree. I screw this guy's name up every single time. Chemezi. Chemezi Matsu. I got it right. <laughs> I've had practice. Uh, Nemanja Bielitsa used to get me too, but I, I yeah. eventually worked my way through that. Chemezi Matsu, he started last night for the Kings, and he had 13.6 boards, two three-pointers in 23 minutes. Almost all of that, Roth, came in the first half. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he really didn't do much of anything in the second half. Terrence Davis got hot. Davion Mitchell got hot. Halliburton played well. The Kings were winning, and I, I guess they just didn't feel like they needed to have him two out there. They, they chose to go smaller and got a big win over the Clippers. It was pretty impressive. My, my buddy Zach texted me at halftime of that game as he was beating my crew in FanDuel, and he's like, thank mm-hmm. goodness for Matu. Mm-hmm. He saved, he's saving me. And then he really didn't do anything in the second half. Zach almost got caught, but he was okay. Bottom line is Matu is 19% rostered. He's been starting with Harry Barnes and Mo Harkless out, and he's he's been getting minutes. Does he go away completely when those two guys are back? I think so. Um, I wasn't sold on him. I think I want to say we brought him up about a week or so ago, and I wasn't sold on him then. I'm not really sold on him now. Um, the inconsistency for one reason and two, that matchup where you have the Clippers playing Zubats and Serge Ibaka together in the starting lineup, it felt tailor-made for Metu to get about 25 to 30 minutes. But he only got 23, which isn't a terrible drop, but I just expected more in terms of playing time for him. And that concerns me here. So if you have a, a spot on your roster to, to play around with, then go ahead and get him. But he's not a guy where I'm going to be clearing out space in my roster to add right now. Yeah, and I feel like his his DFS price is kind of climbed to the point where it's probably not yeah. worth it now because there's there's all these other replacement guys that we're mm-hmm. talking about that are that are playing well with a with a lower salary. I think Deadman was thirty five hundred last night yeah. and and racked up in DFS. So Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. You mentioned we t- you weren't sold on Matu last week when we talked about him, and you, you weren't, aren't really sold on him now. I think it was after we talked about him last time that he got a DNP CD yeah. from his coach. And uh, we're all like, oh, well, I guess that, ri- that ride's over. And I was kind of like, well, but maybe it's not. We got a new coach. He's probably, he's probably sorting things out. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, I'm still intrigued by Matu, and if he's starting for the Kings, I don't have a problem rolling the dice on him anywhere, really. But they they went really small last night, so it's something to watch. Um, stay in in Sacramento, Terry Day or Terrence Davis, not Terry Davis. Terrence <laughs> Davis blew up last night. We've been waiting for this. He's made some starts. I've kind of been waiting for it anyway. I don't know about you, but. I've put him in some DFS lineups and and I've been watching him. He's 2% rostered and he went for 23 points, four boards, two assists, three steals and five three pointers last night. Roth finally broke out as uh, our producer, Adam said, he's a bucket. What do you think? Yeah, he's a guy that that you should pick up because unlike, say, Davion Mitchell, when they tried those three guard lineups earlier in the season, Davis has some size. They can play him on the wing and not really lose too much. So I think he's the one. I would go with him over Matthew personally. I think I'm a lot higher on Terrence Davis in terms of potentially adding him. 
even when Harrison Barnes comes back, I think Davis has played well enough to where he's going to have to be in the rotation somehow. Maybe he's not much more than a low-cost DFS guy when that time comes. But until we get to that point, I think he's someone that I'm definitely going to be looking to pick up. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, th- I think the upside on Davis is is pretty high. Like that ceiling is up there. It just depends on how much they're going to play him. And again, yeah. this Harrison Barnes thing is kind of weird because it's a foot sprain and he's been out for a minute. We're not hearing much about it. I I don't know. Who knows when yeah. he's going to play again? So I th- I'm, a, I'm with you. If I think I'm going to take a flyer on those last two guys we talked about, I'm going to go Davis. Okay, just a reminder to everybody out there, we're headed down the back stretch of the NFL season, and the NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, has you covered with Sunday Night 7. We're giving you a shot at a million dollars every Sunday night throughout the rest of the regular season. It's free and easy to play. Predict what will happen between the Broncos and Chiefs for a chance to win. Plus, right now, you also have a chance to win an additional 25 k by making your picks for the People's Choice Awards which airs on NBC and E on Tuesday, December 7th. So download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. All right, Roth, let's talk about a couple more things that happened on Wednesday night. Maybe not injury related, but one of them makes me want to injure myself. (laughs) Kevin Love went off last night. 22 points, six boards, three assists, two steals, a block, six three-pointers. All right. I think he, he did all that in like what 22 or 23 minutes. Yeah. The guy's 41% rostered. This happened on the same night that Evan Mobley put up a monster double double with threes and blocks and steals and all kinds of stuff. Like Mobley is trying so hard to break out and, and become the monster that he's going to be. Mm-hmm. And here's Kevin Love hanging around, um, just hanging around, getting in Mobley's way. It was the Cavaliers, I think, that have won three games in a row. And yeah. the Rockets have won four in a row. And the Cavaliers are, I think, 12 and 10. So mm-hmm. they actually have a winning record. They have a shot at the playoffs. I think that's why we're still seeing Kevin Love out there. But, man, if I am rostering Evan Mobley, I am not happy about this. I actually wouldn't be too concerned if I had Mobley, uh, personally. Because I look at Kevin Love's performance last night for everything he's done throughout his career. It's almost like you buy a lottery ticket. You, you know you're not going to win anything because the odds are just astronomically in the favor of the house, so to speak. But so you end up hitting a couple numbers. You get a couple dollars. You're happy about it because you, you don't really expect that. So if, if you're part of that 41% that still has Kevin Love, I think that's how you're looking at things right now. You're not expecting that type of production on a nightly basis. And I, I don't think Cleveland's going to be playing him to the point where he'll, he'll have the opportunity to do that because you don't want to cut into the minutes of a Mobley or a Jared Allen. So I'm not too concerned about it personally. I'm not concerned. I think Mobley's going to be fine. I just think Mobley would be a lot more fun yeah. <laughs> to have on your team if Kevin Love were sitting on the bench in street clothes or if he was playing for the Houston Rockets or something. I don't know. I, I just I thought by this point in time we would still not be talking about Kevin Love balling out, but – here we are. Yeah, but we didn't think they'd be 12 and 10 either. So, we did not. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did not think that. And mm-hmm. there's, there's, they, they had lost five or six in a row, I think, before they won these three in a row. So there's plenty of time for them to still melt down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Garrison Matthews 
of your Houston Rockets, Roth. No, <laughs> I know they're not your team. Uh, Garrison Matthews, he scored in double figures quietly in four straight games with 16 three-pointers. He's kind of a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. He scores and he hits threes, but he's getting minutes. He gets occasional rebounds and, and some other stuff. He's 19, 19% rostered. Is Garrison Matthews on your radar at all? He is. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the kind of the one-trick pony that he's been in terms of fantasy production. But as you noted, he's playing in the, in the mid-30s right now in terms of minutes he's starting. At 19% rostered, he's the guy I'd be looking to grab before our, well before Armani Brooks if we're going to stick with the Rockets here. But, um, yeah, you, you just kind of hope that with the minutes that he's getting that he'll be able to just kind of trip and fall into a steal on occasion, you know, because – that really hasn't been his game, but yeah, he's definitely someone that I would be be in favor of picking up right now. Yeah, he's he's sort of like Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Mm-hmm. He has to fall into a steal every now and then. Like you or me or Matt Straub could fall into a steal if we played in in, a, in an NBA game. Like we might get one. Speaking of steals, like did you see Trey Young fumble that ball at the end of that game? Yes, I did. Oh, that was that was that was rough. And I think I wrote. I think I wrote in the, in the blurb that Duarte picked it up, but it wasn't Duarte. Somebody else grabbed it and threw it to Duarte. But um, man, that was that was going to be a tough loss if mm-hmm. uh, Trey would not have been able to sleep last night had that had that play ended the way it was supposed to. But yeah. anyway, I dig- I digress. Last point. Well, I've got two more points because I want to talk about the Mavericks, my Mavericks after mm-hmm. this. But Monty Morris had a breakout game last night: twenty-two points on ten of fifteen shooting. He didn't have many assists. He's his numbers this season have been decent, but I think mm-hmm. he's been underwhelming. I think we were expecting a little more from him without Jamal Murray around this season. So is Monte Morris finally waking up? He's 43% rostered. And I was shocked to find out that I dropped him in one of my leagues like mm-hmm. 10 days ago just because he was the worst player on my roster. What do you think about Monte Morris? I think he is coming around. Um, if anything, He's almost like basketball's equivalent of a game manager, you know, in in terms of like a football quarterback where he's not going to have like flashy numbers, but more often than not, he's going to get you to where you want to be as a team. Um, You know, last night, obviously that was a disappointing loss for Denver. I don't care who was out. You shouldn't be losing to the magic in that fashion, but he had a good, good line in terms of the scoring. So I think he's a guy that, that should be picked up in more leagues and he's currently rostered in than, you look at that point guard position, maybe it's time to stream Facundo Campazzo as well. Um, I don't think he's a long-term guy, but in terms of the short term, with Highland out, Jamal Murray is still waiting on, maybe you go grab Facundo for a bit. Yeah, well, you know there's no bigger supporter at the edge <laughs> of Facundo Campazzo than me, and I'm not even running out there to, to look at picking him up yet. So, But, but you know, his line last night was kind of weak. He, he's like, he's kind of like, a roller coaster ride right now. Campazzo, yeah. he could bust out at any time. And it's a situation where if Monty Morris, if something were to happen to him, you run and don't walk to get Campazzo. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's a little he's a little too quirky for my liking. But uh, I do love me some Campazzo. He'll he'll, <laughs> he'll get hot sometime in the spring. Ralph, did you notice that my Dallas Mavericks shot sixty eight point seven percent from the field last night? I did notice that. That was an impressive showing. The fifth highest 
shooting percentage in an NBA game in history. And they blew the doors off the Pelicans. And the Pelicans at this point, like, do they even want to bring Zion Williamson back? Because what's he coming back to, right? Yeah, that's a good question. But I, I think earlier this year when, when Houston was in the midst of their lengthy losing streak, I, I said on Twitter that I think they could make a run at that 72, 73, 76ers team that went 9-73. and 73, uh, set the, <laughs> It may be the Pelicans at this point because – Brandon Ingram coming back hasn't helped them. They've had Josh Hart in and out of the lineup. You know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has had his moments. But outside of Jonas Valanciunas, that's just a flat-out bad basketball team right now. And at a certain point, you know, if you're still waiting on Zion to get back into playing shape and to be fully healthy, that front office will probably have to ask itself some difficult questions. Like, do we want to put him out there? And then if they do put him out there, are we looking at a situation like in his rookie year where he had a lot of rest days and whatnot? Um, so I don't know. I, I guess just as impressive as Dallas was to make those shots, it was pretty impressive to be that bad defensively. Yeah, they are a they are a sieve for sure. Oh, we'd be I'd be remiss not to mention the Dallas Leadership Council, Ralph. This is this is what we're ending on. The Leadership Council really made some headlines again on Wednesday when they decided that Reggie Bullock would start over Tim Hardaway Jr. They also bumped Moses Brown, my guy, out of the starting lineup and put Dwight Powell in there. It's sort of like a rotating circus at center in Dallas, and none of them really matter. Bowman comes in and gets his 10 minutes occasionally and goes off. But but the center position there, even when Willie Colley-Stein starts, he plays like 11 minutes. This team mm-hmm. does not function with a center. But shout out to the leadership council. Uh, I missed you guys. Uh, we need we need to hear more from you. We need more lineup shaking. By the way, Reggie Bullock started in that game, scored six points in 18 minutes. Timmy Hardaway played 25 minutes. His starters minutes uh, had four three-pointers and 16 points. So it's it's fine. The leadership council... It's going to take more than the LC to ruin Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Um, yeah. See, I don't really know. If I'm not was... talking about fantasy. I'm just talking okay. About All right. I'm goofing around. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a borderline roster guy. At yeah. In fantasy. Yeah. That's a good point. He doesn't give you too much outside of the points and threes. So, yeah. All right. Roth, do you have a shout out? We didn't, I didn't prepare. I didn't, I didn't ask you ahead, ahead of time to prepare this. Um, no pressure. You don't have to do it. I'm actually going to give a shout out to someone who hasn't received their new job title officially yet. And that would be Notre Dame's Marcus Freeman. Based upon the reports, he's going to be the next head coach. He's a guy that the players have really stood up uh, and rallied behind in the aftermath of Ryan Kelly's abrupt departure to Baton Rouge, (laughs) Baton Rouge. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. He seems to be one of the rising stars in the coaching profession. It's a great opportunity for him. So Shout out to Marcus Freeman because you had a job for one year and then all of a sudden the players want you to be the head coach. That says a lot about you. So shout out to him on this Thursday afternoon. Dude, that was that was a solid poll for not being prepared. That was <laughs> a quality take. And that, that was awesome. Good job, Ralph. Thank you. All right. We are out of here. We uh, Ralph and I will be back next Thursday. I'll be here tomorrow on Friday with Jonas and Straub. And I'll be yeah. here tomorrow talking uh, waiver wire. So as if we didn't just talk waiver wire for 30 minutes. But <laughs> uh, Ralph, have a great day. Thanks you all for watching and listening. And we'll see you next time. 
Thanks for watching. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.